Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Mr. Dave Asprey, welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I think you're, you, you may be the most common guest on the podcast. It's always great to talk to you. Hi. All right. Set a record. <laughs> yes, um, constantly. So uh, thank you for coming back. Today, the focus of the conversation is going to be on the new book, which is called Game Changers. But uh, before that, other than Game Changers, what's the newest biohack that's been in your life recently? You know, I'm going to go with one that's in Game Changers, even though you said not just Game Changers. That's fine. Uh, and I've written a lot about hacking sleep. In fact, some of the first articles ever about hacking sleep uh, were mine. And now you see these, these like words everywhere. And all the stuff about collagen or brain octane or honey before bed are, are these three things. And things about blacking out the rooms are areas I focused on. But in Game Changers, I wrote about new sleep hacks that had I haven't published before and that haven't been copied everywhere on the internet. And... One of them is raising the height of your bed, just the head of your bed. So sleeping at an angle. It, it turns out that animals all sleep with their feet down and their head up unless there's only a perfectly flat surface available. And by adding about six inches underneath the, the head of your bed, this is a one-time expense, one-time inconvenience. So it's very low investment of time and energy. Uh, it can have all sorts of effects on cerebral spinal uh, fluid on how quickly your brain gets to drain out the fluid that that is part of the glymphatic system in the brain. So if you wanted to get more return on the investment you make in your sleep, this seems like a really good move. And I cite all the research and tell you what to do in Game Changers. But it's one of those things where if you just don't take much time and energy to do something and you get even 2% better performance each day or 2% more deep sleep, it's probably worth it. So that's interesting. So, uh, and it's obviously not enough to be like on an elevated pillow, right? Because that would curve the back, I guess. So you, you really need yeah. to Yeah, we're, we're talking, you know, actually the whole bed's at an angle so that it's easier. You got to imagine what your brain cells do at night is they drop a lot of their water. They, they sort of dehydrate. They put all that into the, the glymphatic system and then new cerebral spinal fluid comes in and reinflates your uh, cells in your brain. And... This is how they drop toxic proteins that build up when you're awake. And if you can have gravity assist that system, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, that's fascinating. Could, so, I mean, this, without going too far off topic, uh, could that, I imagine that would have some uh, bearing on why astronauts have such poor sleep. It probably does. And with astronauts, the lack of gravity means that the cerebral spinal fluid pressure uh, never gets any signal into the brain. So it just keeps making more and more cerebral spinal fluid, which then makes the brain smaller because of the pressure from that. Uh, I imagine maybe in the future, if we don't find a way to control gravity directly, we'll just have a little tap on the base of your spine. You can just drain out the extra cerebral spinal fluid. Okay. okay. Yeah. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> I've had yeah. my stem cells injected in my cerebral spinal fluid and a tiny change in pressures of cerebral spinal fluid up or down results in the worst headaches ever especially if you do it right before you go on an airplane, which I did only once. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, that was, so my next question was going to be, what's the most extreme biohack you've done in the last year? But I think that was over a year ago. From that, that one was over a year ago. But in the last, I'm guessing, it was probably about three months ago now, 
I went to uh, my friend Harry Adelson's clinic in Park City. It's called Dosaire. He's been on Bulletproof Radio. And I did what is probably the most extensive stem cell procedure ever done at one time on a person. Uh, I was out for four hours, uh, three doctors working on me. They pulled out a half a liter of bone marrow, uh, both hips. It's really not that bad. It sounds terrible. I've had it done while I'm awake. It's just not that big of a deal. It's weird to feel your whole skeleton rattle, but it's not painful. Okay. Now everyone listening is like crossing, everyone's crossing legs going, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. Uh, and let's see, they did that. Then they pulled, they, they did more than, uh, more than 10 vials of the, I'm going to call it stem cell juice. This is the stuff that stem cells make called exosomes. And then they also did um, a bunch of my fat derived stem cells where they pull uh, stem cells out of my own fat. They went through and they put them in every joint in the body, including every uh, vertebra, uh, ankles, toes, wrists, all that sort of stuff. All the, so that was an ortho guy, Harry. They did all the, the cosmetic stuff, so face, hair, uh, male organs, uh, and things like that. And then I had a Johns Hopkins neurologist come in and thread a cannula into my spine and put my stem cells or stem cells into uh, the space between my spinal sheath and the vertebra themselves, and then inject some extra stem cells right into the cerebral spinal fluid. So I'm actually 16 now. Yeah. You look it, uh, honestly. And I've oh, seen it. Thanks, man. It's, it's been a few months I've seen you in person, but it was uh, striking how uh, you, look, you look like a pregnant woman, glowing. <laughs> I'm pretty serious about, about getting younger. But all right, speaking of looking like a pregnant woman, have you seen this, this month's Men's Health? No. All right. If you pick up a copy, there's an article in there about me, and I'm in there with my shirt off. Okay. 300-pound computer hacker with stretch marks. The most unlikely thing to happen in my entire life, Ari. The most unlikely, even more unlikely than being in Glamour magazine, which happened to me once, uh, is that. And I'm standing there, full-page photo, shirt off, have abs. And that is, uh, that's remarkable. Uh, Like, if I could do that, (laughs) I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this, you could not have been as screwed up as I was. Uh, You might have been as fat as I was, but, like, it's, it's doable. Yeah, that is, that is a milestone for sure. Uh, so um, actually on that note, so this is a sort of interesting segue back to the book. I, I have found, and you know, obviously my, my focus is on productivity side of things, but I have found that in general, there's a lot of things that people tend to not do uh, on the surface is because they think they're too difficult. But really, in some ways, it's because they're too easy, right? So they kind of put them off because they know they can get to it. Losing weight, I think is a great example of that, right? You have people who might be relatively fit. They're like, oh, I'm five pounds overweight, but if I, if I focus on it for two weeks, I can lose that weight. So they don't do it. And that sort of spirals in some cases. You know, the, this happens a lot. And Game Changers, uh, my new book, uh, covers that sort of behavior a lot. Uh, there's 46 laws that emerge from interviewing uh, almost 500 top performers, uh, Nobel Prize winners, you know, Navy SEALs, um, you... <laughs> I was just you know, setting you up right there. Uh, and uh, the, the idea is people who've done something really noteworthy and changed the game, not for themselves, because frankly, that's not that hard to do, but change the game for other people as well. Uh, and just like looking at what are the things that they have in common. So uh, even though I think you're awesome, Ari, I wouldn't advise people to go out and do what you do unless they're a lot like you, right? So if you have you know, a 75-year-old uh, woman from Sri Lanka I'm pretty sure she has different genetics from you 
She has different uh, history from you, different culture from you, and the techniques that work for you probably won't work, but the reason you do what you do, the way you prioritize things, would be of value to her. And if we take what you're doing and we gut check it against 100 or, in this case, several hundred other people, and we come up with something, the whole point of this is that if you're going to spend a little bit of energy becoming more of a game changer for whatever you define your game as, it's different for different people, what if you could invest it in the area that was going to provide the most return for you? And these highly successful people had three big areas. They, they do things to be smarter. They do things to be faster, which is why they're calling you. <laughs> and uh, they also do things to be happier. And it turns out that success doesn't breed happiness, but happiness makes it a lot easier to be successful. Because when you're basically happy, regardless of the world around you, you can actually have less doing. <laughs> In that there isn't the fear-driven doing, there isn't the fear-driven resistance, which is what you just talked about. The reason we're not doing that is ultimately procrastination comes from fear. It's not a conscious thing. Fear is an unconscious thing. That's why it's an emotion, not a thought. And some of the, like one of the rules or the laws in Game Changers uh, is you know, fear is the mind killer. And it talks about how people have overcome fear. And quite often it's fear of criticism or fear of failure, uh, which oftentimes leads to criticism. And you get all that crap programming when you're, uh, when you're a little kid, even if you have great parents. And it's before you had a, an adult prefrontal cortex to actually tell you that it was all BS. Uh, and so you believe it before you have a chance to think about it. And since you already believe it, when you think about it, it's incorporated into your thoughts. And that's why when you say, I'm going to lose weight, you just don't do it. That's half of it. The other half of it is your, your hormones are working against you. And this, they work against you in concert with the thing that actually drives your ego that causes you to get in all the trouble that you've ever gotten in. Did we talk about this last time on your show, Ari? I don't remember. No, no, um, definitely no. not. All right. This is original Dave Asprey thinking. It came about from writing my book before Game Changers. It was called Headstrong. Hit the New York Times science list sandwiched between homo deus and sapiens. That was like the best filling in a sandwich I've ever been uh, in my entire career. I was so stoked. Anyway, it, this book is about these ancient bacteria called mitochondria that we like to think of as the power plants for ourselves. If you haven't heard that by now, you've been asleep because I've been pounding that message for like a long time. So if you know, mitochondria are now cool instead of in seventh grade where they were boring. Well, here's the problem. There's at least a quadrillion of them inside you, way more of them than there are cells inside of you. And they're ancient bacteria. They follow the rules that all life forms on earth follow. And the rules are like this, in this order. Number one, run away from, kill or hide from scary things. Because if you don't do that, you die right now. It's really easy. Number two, eat everything. Because if you die of starvation, it's game over. <laughs> Number three, have sex with everything else. Because if you don't reproduce the species, it's game over. So everyone listening right now, can you think of one thing you've ever done in your life that you're ashamed of that wasn't one of those three things? No, can you, Ari? Nope. No, okay. So here's the deal. You have a distributed network of a quadrillion ancient bacteria making bacteria-level stupid decisions millions of times a second, creating an emergent phenomena called your ego. And when those little bastards are feeling like they don't have enough energy, are they going to tell you to eat no matter what? And are they going to tell you to eat before you can think about it? And you're going to look down and say, why did I just eat half the bagel? That's actually what happens to us. So it's inner sabotage, and then we feel guilty because we think it's us. Bad news. You have another consciousness working to keep your meat alive that doesn't give a crap about what you want. 
In fact, it is absolutely convinced that if you are in charge, that it will not be able to protect you from dying. So there's this incredible like Greek mythic level struggle inside your mind and you think it's against yourself. It's not. It's against an automated system following three stupid rules. And the one saving grace that comes out in Game Changers especially is that there's a fourth F word. We had fear, we had feed, we had the other F word. And then fornication. fornication, There you go. I I thought you were going to say flatulence, but I'll go with fornication. (laughs) Sorry, my kids are 11. I just, you have to talk about that all the time. Uh, And uh, the next one though is friend. It turns out that what bacteria do when they aren't working on not dying right now or preventing starvation is they will team up with other bacteria and form a community. It's called a biofilm or you might know it as yogurt, sourdough, kombucha. (laughs) Like they work together. And well, we are wired to do that at a subcellular level, but also at a species level. That's why you have friends. That's why you have a community. And that's why in Game Changers, Roughly, oh, I want to say six of the 46 laws have to do with the power of your community to make you a better person. So these people who have changed the world, what they do is they consciously create an environment around them that allows them to be happier, faster, and smarter. And a big part of that happiness is the kind of community they form. And uh, that's, uh, that's worth understanding. And my goal in, in writing Game Changers was, look, I've had a chance to interview at this point, almost 600 people on Bulletproof Radio uh, who just incredibly interesting and, and impactful people and to learn from all of them. But it takes 600 hours. That's basically four months of your life working 40 hours a week listening to a podcast to do that. I got the benefit of that, but I didn't get the benefit of sitting down and, and quantifying it, statistically analyzing it, and then like reabsorbing it. So by making it something that I wrote down in a book, I had to force myself to learn it. So I would get the benefits of it. And also, Everything I do, I, I like to think, if I gave this to myself when I was 20, would it change my life radically? If so, it's worth it. And that's what Game Changers is for. So it's, you're not going to do all 46 laws. You're going to do two or three of them that just stand out. But understanding what we just talked about around fear and procrastination uh, is a big thing. And all right, I, I got to say, removing obstacles that just waste time and add no value is incredibly important. And people do that, right? And that's an area where you've you've really excelled. I mean, I've, I've certainly worked with you and, uh, and gotten great value from it because if you want to put whatever energy you have into being more of a game changer, into being a better human being, into relationships with your family or your kids, maybe not spending a half hour a day on trivial crap would be a good place to start. Hey, it's Ari. I just want to take a quick break from this amazing episode to give you some valuable information. If you're feeling frustrated in your business or overwhelmed at all, we have a program called The Replaceable Founder. And the goal is to make it so that you can focus on what you do best, have the flexibility to work how, where, and when you want so you can be most effective, and have the freedom to explore, contribute, and even leave the business without it failing in your absence. If that sounds like something that would be interesting to you, go to less.do slash podcast to find out more. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. It's a, it's a really good way to sort of sum it up. And, and as far as I think that's a good thing to point out for people, right, that it's not these, these aren't the, the 10 commandments, the 46 laws in here, right? It's not you have to do them all, or you're not going to do any of it. Uh, small hinges swing very big doors. As, you know, I think there was a, the first time I ever interviewed you and one of your top tips, obviously, was to do bulletproof coffee, which is one of those things where it, you just tell someone to do it, they do it. 
you yeah. do it for a week or whatever, and then they see some sort of benefit. They don't have to go all in on all these other things. They can make that one little change and, and see, see a really big benefit. So what's one of the most surprising things for you that you saw once they did this sort of meta-analysis of this stuff? Um, you know, one of the most surprising things was that we all have this sort of Mr. Smithers model of successful people. Not everyone I interviewed is rich, by, by the way. A lot of them are academic professors who are just had a huge impact and discovered new things and are, are comfortable, but not like, I'm a billionaire. Um, none, none of these people, not one, when I said, look, and this is a question, a structured question I've asked every interview. I say, look, if someone came to you tomorrow and said, I want to perform better at everything I do as a human being, what are the three most important pieces of advice you'd have for me? And so th this is a very open question. You just, you got to pick three things that matter the most in your own life. And not one person said money, not one person said power or influence or fame. None of them. So the people who win do not think like that. And what this means is that if you think like that, I think I got to beat somebody. I got to win. I got to have so much money to be happy. It's all Bullshit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say shit on yeah, your show, but totally, I just did. Totally. So, it, here's the thing, and I write about this. This book is based on other people's stories, but anytime I have something real to add that, that's big enough, I put that in there. So I didn't just, it, it's really easy to just boil down, you know, 100 podcasts into 100 rules. This was working with a statistician, looking for patterns across podcasts, and then building them into a new set of knowledge. That was, that was an enormous amount of work, but that's why right now it's, pretty much all five-star reviews except for two one-star reviews, which are like this. Dave Asprey said that I should use drugs. By the way, I don't. The rule is get outside your head. And I tell you all the ways to not use drugs to do it and say, if you want to use hallucinogens, you're not alone, but do it in a, with a doctor in a country where it's legal and all that kind of crap. So um, that, I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, it's a good. No, that's, 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 that's yeah, totally, totally, <laughs> definitely, definitely should read it. Uh, What's, one, what's something that you have changed in your life after the process of going through the, making this book? Well, I, I don't know if it was just the process of making the book or uh, potentially some of the, the, just the sleep hacks added up, but I have always disliked uh, the idea that I spent a third of my life, at least I'm supposed to spend a third of my life asleep. It is, it just feels like a waste of time. It has since I was 10. Like, really, I want to read a book. I don't want to go to sleep right now. Like, I'm going to fight this. And we all know that that messes you up in so many different ways, right? Um, and in the last probably five and a half years now of data that I've gathered on my current sleep tracking system, I've slept six hours and five minutes a night. And my, I'm looking younger. My health has improved. Uh, I'm leaner uh, than I was, uh, which, which is pretty incredible. But with the sleep tracking stuff that I'm using now, in the last six months, just being more careful about my sleep hygiene, uh, I have gotten to the point where I'm routinely getting two to three hours of REM sleep, uh, and I'm getting one to two hours of deep sleep in uh, six hours or less of total sleep. So my sleep efficiency is through the roof. So I'm sleeping more useful sleep than most people get in eight or nine hours in six hours or less, which is awesome. And that could have something to do with stem cells, could have something to do with elevating the height of my bed. I couldn't tell you. I do everything that's likely to work instead of just one thing at a time. Because honestly, some researcher somewhere can spend their entire life testing single variables. I'm going to get the results now and then move on to the next thing. And then you know, I'm okay with that.
Yeah, I, that's a, it's a good one because uh, so I, I see you're wearing the order ring, right? Yeah. But you have the first series, which I did too. So you didn't get the new one? Yeah, I'm an investor and advisor to Aura. I love those guys. So these are two prototypes. Oh, actually, people aren't watching on video, but I have two prototypes uh, of the, the new ring I hear. And I have the original version, but I lost my, uh, my Generation 2 ring. Uh, I think I left it in a hotel. Uh, sorry, Hardeep. Uh, yeah. I, or sorry, Hardeep. Harpreet. Uh, Hardeep's Harpreet. my other friend. Uh, sorry, Harpreet. Um, I'm wearing my first generation, but I got to tell you, if you want to look like a biohacker gangster, uh, you know, having that original big ring is kind of cool. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's, I, personally, I think it's the best tracker that I've ever used. It so. is. And I was to be CTO of a tracker that sold for $100 million to uh, Intel called Basis. So I, I dug deep on the space. The Aura Ring is legit. Yeah. Uh, so what is, uh, this is the last question. And I'm realizing now that I got this from you, actually. So I've asked on every single podcast that I've ever done, I guess, since my talk with you. Uh, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective, not productive, but effective? And uh, you have such a wealth of knowledge. I, I challenge you to distill it to three. Uh, to be more effective. Uh, all right. Number one, I would say understand the nature of your ego and that it is simply not you. And, and that removes so much friction from your life. Uh, we're like, oh, look at that stupid thing flop around like a Petri dish. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall for it this time. Um, that is seriously legit. All right, to be more effective. Um, all right, the other thing is, look, figure out how to eat. <laughs> no, I, I've sold a half a million copies of a book about how to do that. I think my advice is pretty good there, and it's worked for a lot of people. But whether you follow that advice, the underlying algorithm in the Bulletproof Diet is this, which is stop doing the things that make you weak. Right? There are foods out there that are uh, you know, packed with nutrients, as you'll see in some like, not well-researched blog post, but they're also packed with anti-nutrients that are going to cause immune system problems for you and maybe not for someone else sitting next to you. So you gotta know what foods are compatible with your biology. And you can figure out which fats and proteins, I make an infographic about that. You don't have to follow my recommendations, but I'm telling you, something you're eating right now is making you way less effective and you don't know what it is because you haven't done the basic stuff. So the, the Bulletproof two-week intro program gets that for most people. There's blood tests and elimination diets and all sorts of ways you can go. Pick one and go figure out what your kryptonite is and stop exposing yourself. That will move the needle biologically for you in a way that's, that's really incredible. Uh, the, the third thing, I'm going to go back uh, to, uh, to Game Changers and go back to that, uh, that law, find a way uh, to get outside your, your head. And this is something about having the ability to just step back and be like, what's really going on uh, in, uh, in my life? You want to be more effective. What you'll find is that when you're immersed in your daily grind, you don't see when you're struggling when you don't need to struggle. Um, the word struggle is a really annoying thing to me. Struggle is what happens if you hold a puppy and it like squirms and it's fighting and all that stuff. And eventually you just hold it and then it just melts and it surrenders. Okay. If you're struggling to get something done, you're just wasting a bunch of energy flopping around, complaining, whining out, doing it. You're either getting it done, working to get it done, knowing you might get it done, you might not, and that either one's okay, or you're struggling to get it done. Struggling takes three times more energy than just doing it. <laughs> and wasting energy, 
is a bad idea. Save that energy for something that matters. There you go. There's three pieces of advice I just made up. Those are absolutely excellent. So we'll, we'll of course, have links in there to everything, but where is the best place for people to go right now to get the book? I would say check out Game Changers. You can pick it up online. You can pick it up anywhere books are sold, at Barnes & Nobles, tons of indie bookstores. And I'd ask, probably the, the biggest thing that came out of Game Changers is the power of gratitude. And if you just do something to be thankful every day, it changes your brain and it makes everything you do easier. The way that you show gratitude to authors for spending thousands of hours writing books that they didn't have to write is you go to Amazon and you leave a review. So if you've already read the book or you do read the book or if they've read your book, Ari, seriously, take like 30 seconds, go to Amazon, leave a five-star review, leave two sentences that says, oh my God, these books are so incredible or whatever you think about them. Uh, you see those reviews, I see those. So I would just say, look, if you're not leaving a book review and you're spending four hours of your life to get thousands of hours of an author's life, just like, it's polite, just leave a review. I like that. That's a good one. And then lastly, I'll just point out that, you know, Bulletproof has physical locations now. So, so Dave, how many places can people go to have you personally make them a caramel Frappuccino? Uh, you know, Frappuccinos would be a licensed thing from Starbucks. And I, I just don't, don't think I can make one of those. Uh, but I could tell you that if you wanted to get a Bulletproof coffee uh, with all sorts of good stuff in it, like Brain Octane and, and the other things, you could go to Santa Monica, downtown LA, or in downtown Seattle. Uh, we also, I mean, at USC, they make Bulletproof Coffee. There's a variety of very large tech companies who make Bulletproof Coffee on campus. I'm not allowed to say which ones, just that you've heard of them. Uh, and you can go really like to any Whole Foods, Sprouts, uh, Wegmans, and a bunch of other big grocery stores now. And you can get the Bulletproof Coffee that is cold brew and ready to drink. Uh, I, when I travel, I have it sent by Instacart using an automated little rule uh, so that it goes right to my hotel room or from Amazon. When I get there, my coffee's already in the room. So when I wake up in the morning, I just pick up a cold brew. I'm out the door. I don't have to have breakfast. It saves me time. It saves me money. I'm so much more effective. And it gives me extra time to listen to your podcast. Perfect. Well, Dave, thank you so much for your time. And uh, good luck with the book. Not that you need it. Um, but thank you for being a game changer. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way, they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be, Go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.